0: All right, guys. Welcome back to the Trading Triangle. Hope everybody's had a great week. It was definitely an interesting week. I know that much. Hey, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Happy Sunday to everybody. Happy Sunday. Sean, how about yourself?
1: Yeah, very good. Very excited to go to New York next week. So uh, I'll be over the other side of the pond with you guys. So I'm yeah, looking, forward to, that. Ah, looking forward, forward to you- it.
0: Yeah, I was hoping I could make it uh, over to the East Coast and, and catch it. I'll have to do it next time. Or I'm just going to have to get over there. I mean, I love going to the UK, so we have to make a trip out. Kay, you're going to have to go with me if I, if I, I figure that uh, out. Count,
2: count <laughs> me in. I love going to London.
0: Awesome. Good, Good. stuff. I, I uh, haven't been in a few years, so i got to get back. Long overdue. Um, well, let's get into it, you guys. Before we do, of course, disclaimer up front, we're going to talk about a lot of charts, a lot of trading, stock market, Great info, all the fun stuff we like to do every week, but we are not financial professionals. This is not trading advice or investment advice. Um, this is all for educational and entertainment purposes only. We might hold some of the uh, companies we're talking about. We might not, but we definitely like to talk about charts and get prepared for the trading week come ahead. I feel like as I'm talking, I lean forward you guys. I don't know if that's a yeah. habit. I'm so
1: <laughs> Just getting excited. That's, it, that's all it is. <laughs> that's it. That's it. It's the of It's the of my seat. Can't
2: wait. And, and, and by the way, don't forget to hit the like and subscribe. That's yeah, right. Make sure
1: you subscribe. Yeah.
2: We do this every Sunday.
0: Subscribe to the channel. Yep. We'll be back doing this um, on a weekly. And uh, I think we're getting better at it. So you're getting more value every week and more charts. It's good stuff. So, um, yeah, let's get into it. I know we've got a lot to talk about, a lot of earnings this week. First, looking at last week's numbers, got some green on the boards. Got some nice big green boxes here in our tech names. I do think that, um, you know, if we do get a push to the upside, I'm looking for tech to kind of lead the way. And um, I'm looking at semiconductors myself personally. What are you guys thinking about this uh, this last week and the performance?
2: Go for it, Sean.
1: Yeah, so this week was a bit funny. It seemed a bit flat. I mean, you can see, obviously, lots of numbers here. um, Kind of, You can see AB go there for 8%. uh, LRY is 12%. But generally, for me, I think the market was kind of flat. Am I right? I'm not too sure. I can't really remember. But yeah, it just seemed like a bit of a nothing week for me, to be honest. Uh, I know we had CPI and lots of reports, but again, the end result wasn't really either, either there, there or
2: here, but... Well, I, think, I was
0: talking tech and you fo- you focused on tech and uh, the queues were basically flat. So, yeah, what were you yeah. going to say, Kay? Yeah.
2: yeah, no, I think um, if you notice from last two weeks onwards, right from the last past two weeks, it you, it was all red for the week. Then the previous week we had some green. Now it's a lot more green. And it's preparing for the earnings. So it's like a a trend that you see across. Now, yeah, overall, you know, the entire index might be flat. But then you had names like Amazon, Meta, over 4% for the week. So if you did trading on those, that's a pretty decent gain you got from the start to the end of the week. Ooh, choking
0: on something over here. Anyways, (laughs) yeah, maybe it's all the green in these boxes, but realizing that the queues were basically flat this week. Um, so let's take a look at that. We've got fear and greed in the fear zone squarely. But uh, let's run through the you know the big ETFs that we like to track. So SPY was up 0.46. The Qs were, like I said, only up 0.16, so basically flat. But on the year, right, SPY is up almost 13%. The Qs are up over 37%. So this is a good year, which is really interesting because we've had these months that have been, you know, pull back and talking a lot about fear and extreme fear. And uh, it's been a good year overall. Don't forget. Uh, Markets are up. Now, the the concerning parts are, so DIA, the Diamonds, they were up 0.77, but on the year only up 1.61. So room to catch up there. And IWM, I mentioned the small caps every week. You guys are probably sick of it by now. They're down 1.58 on the week and down 2.35% on the year. So you don't like to see small caps. um, But I did hear some interesting conversation um, you do know, like see small caps uh, lagging like that or even negative. But I did hear some interesting conversation I thought made some sense, which tied to, you know, maybe consumer uh, strength is not going to be there and with all the headwinds and pressures. But the B2B side might be just as strong as ever, right? Um, and and oh, maybe not as strong as ever. Maybe that's too much. Uh, but, you know, might be strong enough to continue to, you know, uh, pump money into these SaaS companies and into the big tech names and all the B2B kind of stuff, which is a lot of the names that we talk about. So uh, just something that I thought was an interesting conversation I heard throughout the week.
2: So and that's before- a, that's an interesting point you brought up. And, and you know what, what will be interesting to see as this earnings season is to watch the SaaS companies. Because in my personal opinion, if you think from a, a general enterprise, you are getting into the last quarter, which means that Most companies who have the the planning that they do for the next year's budget is probably coming to an end and they are going to allocate dollars to the different departments within the company for next year. So we could see when the companies, the SaaS companies that report earnings like Zooms of the world and other companies, Adobe's of the world, what is their future outlook for the next quarter? And I think that is going to give us a little bit more uh, insights into how we should be trading SaaS companies.
0: I, th- I think it's going to be really interesting data points that we're going to get here. So, yeah, um, yeah Bitcoin, I want to mention that really quick, 27K, up 62% on the air. So, continuing to do well, but not really doing much recently. Um, but it did move up this morning, so um, interesting to watch. Um, but yeah, this fear and greed index, Sean, what do you think about this? A month ago, we were neutral, right? Um, now we're in the fear. We were, we were extreme fear just a week ago, but you know a year ago we were in the extreme fear territory right and so it doesn't seem to me anyways like it's um totally un, you know out of this like we're saying the the performance this year has been good so it doesn't seem like it's this crazy you know we're in the fear extreme fear everybody panicked just yet w- what are your thoughts
1: yeah i think a lot of uh, investors and traders are quite emotional so it can tip that scale very very fast in either direction um, but also the kind of time of the year, so September, October generally is kind of, a, kind of a lower volume kind of time, maybe not October. People are kind of coming in October. So I think it's kind of natural for it to drop, in my opinion. And obviously, maybe we can kind of see a bit of acceleration coming into the into Q4. So, yeah, yeah. I think this is emotional and that's what basically this uh, this chart brings us.
0: Yeah, I don't disagree at all. And uh, Kate, what do you think about the put-to-call ratio, that, that
2: 0.94, is that on SPY? No, that's on the, uh, on the, on this, uh, uh, the fear and greed index. So the fear, yeah, so fear and greed index is actually built up of different indicators and that gives you this number as an aggregate number of 29. So this put to call ratio is on the index and that's what, how this number comes. So, so it actually has improved and that's why you see the number from 25 to 29 in the fear to greed because it was over 1%. Sorry, it was over one point, I think 1.0307, something like that right. last week. That's 0.94. So seems bullish.
0: Yeah, it does. Yep. VIX kind of high. I mean, 1932, um, above the 50 day there, as you've got noted. So yeah, it's it's an interesting spot. But this is also, you know, one thing I learned about the VIX is Where it's elevated like this, you know, the inclination might think, oh, well, we're going to have real, real volatility, which is a negative thing. But, you know, VIX can compress from here. And if the VIX drops from 19 to back below 16, um, that generally is a good, good thing for markets overall. And you'll see some upside. Not always, but, you know, uh, it's it's not necessarily bad that VIX is up here at 1932. We had kind of a flat, flat flatish week um in small caps to get beat up so i don't know i'm looking forward to the earnings we got coming up so that's a nice segue here um we've got semiconductors reporting quite a bit with asml and research taiwan semi so i've got a chart on nvidia none of the the guys uh you know reporting this week of course um john we got tesla this week good stuff
1: yep tesla netflix Looking at those ones. Uh, American Express is one of those that I'd like to look at as well. Seeing if the uh, kind of higher income group is still spending their money, which I'm sure they are. Um, So we'll see a bit of data on that one. But that's the kind of what I'm looking at this week.
2: How about UK? Yeah, I mean, pretty much the same names. And I I would also say that at the the regional banks, I think watching them closely is important. Not that Mm -hmm. we're going to take any actions, but I think there are a lot of regional banks reporting earnings. And that will kind of also set the tone.
0: I really think that's a strong point. Last week, we got JP Morgan and Wells Fargo and Citi, all, all whatever, like, I mean, that's important, right? Um, and those stocks are all up, but I noted the PNC Bank, and I was talking about this on Spaces last week, PNC Bank did poorly, and um, they, they had some concern about consumers, and, and that's regional banking in the United States, right? So I think that speaks more to the small business side of things and consumers, and it's a consumer economy, right? So- Uh, Yeah, I agree 100% watching regionals. Also noted the airlines, right? So uh, I think it was Delta that reported last week and it did not go well, right? And so let's see what United does. Um, It's crazy because I go to airport. I've been traveling more. Everybody I know seems to be traveling more. Sean, you're going to be traveling, right? And uh, the the airplanes are all packed. So I don't know if it's the higher energy costs or if they're just not back to where they need to be levels Uh, wise.
2: See, energy definitely has to play a role in that, right? Because, and, yeah, it has to be. So even if a demand comes up, if your cost keeps going up, then it's not going to, you know, change anything for you.
0: Yeah, it's a, those costs going up is, is going to eat into the bottom line. I mean, it's pretty much simple math there, right? And yeah, I, I think airlines could be an interesting play to the downside, honestly. So we'll see where that goes. I'm not a big, you know, not big on trading earnings, but post the event, definitely we'll look at how the charts mm-hmm. set up. Speaking of charts, let's get Here into go. it. There we go, the fun part. So uh, <laughs> do subscribe to the channel and smash the like button down below if you enjoy what we're bringing forward and appreciate your support every week. And uh, looking at SPY to get started like we always do, got a nice trend line that's formed and it's, it goes back a ways, right? It goes back to last year and it got a nice bounce recently. Now we're curled over to close out last week. These are the Daily candles for spy, by the way, um, and you know it's not great to be below the 50-day and rejecting effectively at the the 50-day. Um, so I would like to see better action than that. Um, that being said, you know, and there's you know one one more the note is the the volume shelf there that we rejected at. Um, that being said, I'm like surprisingly optimistic, and I think that I need to uh, be a little bit cautious here because the chart. You guys tell me differently, but the chart doesn't really give me tons of reason for optimism. And yet here I am thinking like we're in a good spot to uh, potentially lift off. So help
1: calibrate me here, Sean. What what am I not seeing or am, so, am I right? Two things. The first thing is a bit more of a kind of logical thing. So we've got earnings coming up and obviously if they start coming in well, that'll obviously right. push up spy, especially if like Apple does well, of course, and all the big names. And, and the second thing is if you look throughout the chart, it's this chart kind of likes the 20 moving average, which is the yellow line. Um, and yes, we made a nice move, a uh, nice move through it. Coming back down to kind of use it as a support, if you look kind of back basically through the whole chart, it has bounced in a positive way quite a lot off of the 20 moving average. So I'd be like I'd be looking basically for an immediate bounce either tomorrow or for flat day or Tuesday at some point this week, of course, um, to move back up and hopefully get a little bit of volume bit of excitement back into the market, you know, Q4, Santa Valley, that kind of stuff. Maybe we can push through that 50 moving average. And then yeah, I think we just kind of slowly grinded to the end of the year. You know, what it's like in previous years, especially in 2020, of course, it just kind of kept grinding up very slowly. But that's that's how stocks work. Well, indices of course. That's my view. Those two things the twenty moving yeah. average and the earnings. Yeah.
2: So I in my so in my in my in my sense, right? I think um Earnings is definitely going to play a role, in. But I also want to say this, right? If you look at the four thirty seven thirty three, seems like a a very decent resistance level. Like four, I see what one, two, three, four times the candle it has. Yeah, it has right? bounced
0: there before, right? Yeah. yeah. So. And now it's rejecting. Yeah.
2: So unless you have like Tesla, Nvidia, or any big tech, and I, I'm talking about big tech. It, this is in my personal opinion. I feel like. Only these big eight names can actually push the stock because which other industry currently can push the stock higher? I don't know. I think, I
0: think semiconductors are interesting, but not by yeah. themselves. I agree yeah. Nvidia.
2: Themselves. Like, so yeah, Nvidia. Yeah, not even R- AMD. Yeah. Nvidia. Those big names. Yeah. I I,
0: I think you're, you're on to something there. And um, yeah, these are these earning impacts big. To, I think, Tesla could be the catalyst, honestly. Exactly, huge name this week. Um, It could go either direction, and um, it's part of the S and P now. So, yeah, the interesting earnings season coming up, and you got to love it because it's going to bring a lot of opportunity. I think
2: exactly. Go ahead. I know, just from a option standpoint, uh, you are looking at uh, next week, right? Which is what. 19th right 16 17 18 19 20th so you're looking at a, a lot of hedging on the friday at 2.07 which is nothing unusual it's a pretty standard uh number that we get on s&p 500 SPY. so
0: well not nothing crazy then jumping off a jump off the page but still worth worth watching here all right Well, i was going to look at the cues here Okay, and I'm gonna to jump to that chart next. A little bit different. We got a range, and you know how we like our ranges.
2: Love the ranges.
0: <laughs> I put in here Nate's buy zone. I don't know what you guys think about that. <laughs> I, no, don't I
2: like, like this one. I like this one. You actually. like it? All
0: right. Yeah. I, yeah. Thought, I thought you in particular, Kay, might like this chart just because of the range. We got a nice buy zone and some pretty obvious profit, uh, you know, targets as I like to call them. Um, it's not the the widest range, but you know, go from 350 to 367. Um, a little bit of trading you can do in here, um, and and yeah, looking for some some buys at the bottom of this range. It would be nice to see it get above that that mid range point of 371, basically 372 for the cues. Um, but I like the RSI is above the midpoint there, and I think you you can get in here buying at the bottom of this range near the 353, 354, and right on up to 360. And then uh, use a stop loss down at the 346.50 level, um, because at 346, if it breaks that, you're really going to be looking uh, a lot lower for additional support. So, yeah, I I like kind of the sideways setup. And if you're looking to accumulate, you know, to form the base before we we take off or drop. So uh, I I like buying at the low end here and using that stop loss. Um, What would you add here, Kay? Any interesting options information? And then I'd like to hear what Sean thinks about this chart, too.
2: Yeah, so options income, is pretty, you know, nothing popping out. It's 1.72 for the week, which is ending on Friday. So pretty much all the earnings will be reported for by that time. And I think this is something very interesting that you did with the chart. And I I think um, it's good for both traders and investors. If anybody who's looking at the chart, you decided your buy zone, which means that you are driving your decision of buying the stock when the bar comes into the zone. You have a stop loss if you're trading. Now, if I'm investing in QQQ, I don't care. It's a you know buy and hold from a standpoint. But if you're trading, then you have a stop right. loss and you have defined your profit target one and two. I think this this is the this is how we should all look at you know how to trade. Because you know, sometimes what ends up happening is we get a little bit greedy as the stock is running up. But right. if you have those targets defined, you will take off profit. And you know, nobody got poorer by taking profits off. So a little bit off the tangent, but yeah, I, I
0: really like this chart. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a 4% move there from bottom to top of the chart, basically. Um, nothing huge,
1: but tradable, especially with options. What do you think, Sean? I think I'm looking at this for more of a, a you know, it's going to be quite a typical answer for me, but a, a breakout opportunity, because if you drew a, a line, a trend line from the top of the, the chart, basically where profit target two is, obviously on the candle from there to where we are now you know on right. Thursday's price action and uh, that is a trend line that's a pretty straight down trend line there's four or five contact points there um so for me personally obviously you've got a bit of a volume shelf where we are at the moment so for me personally if you can break out of that zone so it's probably 371 as we've mentioned obviously previously within this chat um but if we can move up and break and maybe retest a level uh, 371 or maybe the trend line coming back down or moving average or something like that That would be my play um so 372 let's say to to 388 um which is what i've written down now so that's something i'm looking at for the qqq now obviously if you're you're high risk and you want a bit more for appetite and you can trade of course um, sqqq and TQQQ, which are the leveraged versions of this if you wanted to put a little bit less of your portfolio but have you know it's almost like a bit more of a safety bet I, i think um, because you can put way less of your portfolio on it and just kind of let it run, let it ride. Um, but whereas with the big indices, obviously you get kind of less for your money. So you can um, you kind of tend to have a put, put one or 2% on rather than half a percent. Um, but yeah, that's my kind of two cents for that. I don't know if you have any input in terms of TQQQ or SQQQ, any of you?
0: I just like that you're using different instruments and you've got a, a good sound reasoning behind it, right? It's not so that you can leverage up it's so that you can actually use a smaller amount of capital and that's the right way to look at it you yeah think,
2: okay? no I, I think that's the right way to put it and uh, also be very careful because it's a leveraged etf so you don't hold you know don't buy and hold forever like SQQq is like you know you use it for a short duration of time you get and you get out um it's not for buy and hold you should buy and hold qqq Absolutely. yeah it's a
0: it's a trading, those are trading vehicles that Sean's talking about. Which exactly. I
2: no, I have, I've seen actually um, some of my friends who actually, you know, invest incrementally in SQQ and TQQ. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. It's a leverage ETF. Why you want to, because what ends up happening is that you end up, um, you know, taking, going to the downside and because it's leveraged two times, three times, four times leveraged, you see a much wider loss on those. So be very careful.
1: You also pay for fees overnight as well, don't you? I think so, yeah. So that would slowly eat away. Um, yeah, so, these so are all words, wise
0: words. wise words. And, and so you got to pay attention to the vehicles you're using and you know if you're using them correctly. And, I, and that's exactly what you're both highlighting. I think that's a good point to bring up. And I will say that I have pulled around and and used a lot of these vehicles the wrong way in my early early trading career and uh it doesn't take long it doesn't take long to learn like oh i don't need i shouldn't be holding this very long <laughs> this is a trading <laughs> vehicle not investing so you know it's easier to learn by listening than uh by doing trust me on that one um all right good stuff we're gonna get in some charts here i think anything else to add to the cues? Looks like a potential no. trade setup no, no. though. Um Sean, by the way, I wrote about um this week's newsletter in in Wolf Financial. Actually, I, I did a piece on breakout trading and talked a lot about this stuff. So if you get a chance to read it, um definitely would like your feedback on that.
1: Oh, like yeah, that definitely Well, I'm very into my breakouts at the moment, I've been doing a little bit of extra research so this,
0: this is a time. But yeah, hand exactly it over right. to
1: us. Yes, yeah, so is a bit of a, a high risk one. I've got two trade opportunities um, here and this one's obviously Fisker and they make electric cars in the US and you can see what I really want to kind of point out here on this chart is that level of $7. So if you kind of focus your eyes on that for now, whoever's watching, um, that $7 mark is what I'm looking at. I tweeted it throughout the week. Um, but you can see this is actually the weekly chart, so we've taken a bit of a step back, this has gone back to March, no, probably April, um, April, which is this trend line. Um, but we can see the $7 level has been quite in contention for quite some time. It's been touched many, many times, big rejections off of it, so it's just kind of a strong support, um, strong resistance um, in inverted commas. But obviously we're a bit of a tricky trading period now, which we're kind of sandwiched between the 20 and the 50 moving average, which is why I'm not getting in now. I know we're at the trend line, um, but this is not the play for me. This is too high risk um, being sandwiched between two moving averages and just above a trend line. It looks good, but it's not the play for me. The play for me is 7 to 8.10, which you can see again is kind of the next resistance point. You could probably give or take maybe 790 to kind of 830. As you can see, I put an extra line above there. Um, so kind of obviously played that to your risk levels, your risk appetite. Um, obviously, none of this is financial advice, just kind of about how I perceive the chart. And obviously, I want to kind of direct people. kind of my view on things. I don't really know how to explain it, but I think you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, I'd like to get your thoughts get on it. this particular this particular move. I think seven to eight ten essentially in a nutshell.
0: That'd be a big move too, right? 7 to eight ten what does that absolutely, say? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, about 16%. Yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, absolutely. And 7 looks like the level. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's, it's obviously had a tough time getting above, but it's also, you know, really strong support there for a minute. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it looks like if – I'm with you. Get above that 50-day uh, – or, or the 50-moving average there. It's the weekly, right? Um, get above that, and I uh, feel really confident on – uh, getting in versus right now, it looks a little bit more precarious.
2: And it's not reporting earnings next week, right?
1: No, that'd be a few, few weeks away at least. So, I think he, a month, I
2: so here is a very interesting data point on options. So the open interest on call and put is about 10,000, 15,000 uh, as of ten thirteen. Next week, which is ten twenty, the call open interest is 93,000. Put open interest is sixty nine thousand, and if you go a one week out, it drops to three thousand five hundred for call and four thousand for put, and it stays the same way until you get into eleven seventeen when it's again forty three to forty. But I I need I need to see why we have such such a big open interest for next week. Is it? It's not quad witching, is it? Let me see no I mean, there's no. no right so yeah. why why is ne- what is what is the, what is next week is going to be very interesting to see what's next week for i mean it's supposed
1: to be around about the 1st of november so it's not earnings it's
2: not earnings yeah, yeah. that's else. this this number is very it pops very obviously on that it's like why do you have like suddenly 93000 open interest and what is going on so something definitely take a look at it if you want to trade uh so keep that in mind uh, on the option side FSR, it's, it's
1: yeah fsr yeah fun to watch nice all right should we keep it rolling sean keep it rolling yes please uh, so yeah we have Robinhood, everyone's favorite investing app over in the us anyway <laughs> um, although it's apparently coming to the uk so i'm um, looking forward to that at some point <laughs> is that right uh, yeah i think so it's been in the making for quite some time now so i don't know when it will be but yeah we, we will see what's right. opening that but yeah this is the um hood daily chart um, a bit different to the weekly chart we just saw and I probably could have put the weekly actually because you can kind of see the the general pattern that I I brought up here we're kind of an upwards channel and we're kind of approaching again that kind of bottom part of it and this chart goes back to I would say July of 2022 on on the far left side of the screen so you can see it's been in this channel for quite some time one every year um, and I like to think that with certain trends, certain channels, certain patterns, the longer they stay in them, the more solid they become. And I'd, I'd love like to see your, your thoughts on that, both of you. Um, but we're kind of coming towards the bottom of the channel. And obviously, we do have earnings just around the corner on 7th of November. That's the big orange line. Um, and basically, my play would be here. I know I said something different with uh, with um, Fisker. But the reason I say that is because of the strength and the length that this um, this trend has been on. Um But obviously, you do have to keep in mind the free moving averages are dangerously above and they're crossing negatively. So this would be a fairly short trade. So obviously, for me personally, kind of entry point around around about nine and probably have a kind of stop loss shortly below that, maybe 860, something like that. Um, That's kind of my thoughts on this chart. uh, Trade opportunity for Robinhood. What are your guys' thoughts? Okay, you first on this one. Yeah,
2: so... On the option, the put-to-call ratio for next week is 0.23. And I see a similar trend as well from the open interest. We have 47,000 call open interest versus only 10,900 put open interest. And the following week it drops to 4,862. So I I don't know what's going on on this side, but the implied volatility is 49%. So if you are doing options trading, you will definitely be seeing a lot more premiums on these trades. Um, Yeah, I mean, 0.23, it's very bullish. Hmm. But again, it's a retail stock.
1: Exactly right. Yeah, true. Could that be because of this point, because of this technical point, or is that not what that's based on? Sorry, what was the question? Oh, sorry. (laughs) So the the high amount of calls, the bullishness within the options. Yeah, yeah towards board's maybe this technical point or is that not how that works
2: Uh no it's uh it's just the number of people opening a call options versus put options so the number of uh call options so that's the ratio basically put to call we got earnings
0: not until november 7th correct so a little bit of time there i do know that you know from i've heard you know positive things on on uh Robinhood, sorry i'm stammering uh, with respect to their cash flow and that they're pa- positive cash flow and, and that that's created a lot of, uh, you know, buzz. And then of course they've done the 24 hour trading. I don't know, you know, how that, how well that's being received or, or how well that's even going, but I thought the, the sell off last week was interesting because it was right at the 20 day moving average, which, you know, I would like to have seen it get above that seems to be respecting it to the downside. So I, yeah, I want to see this nine. I'm right there with you, Sean. I want to see nine hold, if it doesn't, after this long of a trend, uh, it it could see some pretty heavy selling and maybe yeah. get below eight, right? So That's um, the other side it, of it, isn't it? Yeah, so it's it's one of those where I think it's a real clean setup. It's like, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. These trend lines, sometimes they break and recover, but um, I, if it breaks, you know, it seems like it's an immediate uh, cut, right? You don't want to risk getting knifed out of that in, in a big way. So that's my thoughts anyways. I like that it's you got this clear defined trend of the upside though because I think Robin doing good things and i'm I've never used it personally. I do think that it is smart to have a uh user interface that is you know friendly and invites you know new traders and new investors in um instead of making it kind of scary um but I'm old school and I like kind of like the, tons of data and the older school look to things so i've never really it's used the good. app but i hear they're doing good
2: things it's pretty good the, the app is very very good it's very intuitive um
1: it yeah, makes that's the word.
2: yeah it makes it easy so they gamified it right so there there's there's a, there's a there are pros and cons to it sure, uh sure. if you are an investor and you have never invested in your life ever it's not a trading platform you shouldn't be trading from robinhood But if you're just investing, you're a dividend investor, you want to buy ETFs, you want, you know, buy and hold, there's nothing wrong with Robinhood, honestly. Barring those controversies from GME and AMC, which is now two years old, um, Robinhood has pretty much recovered from that. But the stock price hasn't, unfortunately.
1: No, I think with the, the customer base, obviously, I think it may have increased slightly. And that's one of the things they're struggling with at the moment. Um, in terms of fundamental basis. And obviously Q2 is pretty good in terms of investing in terms of stocks going up. So you might have seen a few more kind of customers coming in and doing it that way. And maybe we'll see that in the earnings report. But yeah, no, you were right, Nate. They are net profitable last quarter. So that's that's a good sign for them going forward at least.
2: Yeah, I'd like to see it. One point I want to make before we jump on the next chart. So I just found out Fisker has a short interest of over 45%. So it's or- one of the Yes. <laughs> so one of the highest, one of the, in, it's in the top 10 highest shorter stocks currently in the market. Wow.
1: So potential short squeeze in, I guess. Um, I probably should yeah. chat that
2: one out. <laughs> yeah,
0: I just like put big circles on it over here. <laughs> that's I super will, interesting.
2: I'm going to drop the link to the article in the chat.
1: Yeah, please,
0: Dave. Thanks for that, Kay
1: that's it all right That's. Uh, i think that's it for my, for my set yeah um, two good ones this week
0: sean I you always do but these are these are really good love it
1: no if you are missing my neo content i've been missing it out the last few <laughs> weeks on, on on the trading triangle and it's not on purpose honestly it's just not much is really going on but i do have thoughts over on my channel my youtube channel i released a video yesterday all about neo 10 minutes longish and um, so if you are kind of craving for a bit of neo content then that's over there And uh, I've released a newsletter today on three more opportunities as well within the market. And that's on Amex, which obviously has um, earnings coming up on Friday, DraftKings and Palantir. So uh, one of your favorites there, Nate. And obviously the the retail favorite Palantir as well. So that's it for me really for this week. And I'll hand you over to the wonderful Nate.
0: Hey, thanks, Sean. And uh, do make sure you not only subscribe to the Trading Triangle and smash the like button here, but check out Sean's channels and his newsletter in particular. Seeing it ramp up. Good good stuff there. I'm gonna, I saw the newsletter this morning. I didn't get a chance to read it yet, Sean. I opened it up and started getting into it. I didn't see DraftKings yet, so yeah, I would have mm-hmm. saw that. I would have been talking about it already. Good stuff. The best thing
1: about it is it's really easy because I just put three stocks and five bullet points. So there you go.
0: There yeah. that's my style. we that
1: <laughs> That's perfect. That's how it <laughs> <Yeah>. should be.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Straight stuff. to the point. Yeah, for the weekends, you know, I don't need a novel. I don't want to read a no. novel. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, looking at NVIDIA, the reason I, like I mentioned earlier, we got a lot of, uh, with earnings, we've got a lot of uh, semiconductor names reporting. And the leader of the group, no surprises, is NVIDIA. And we've got a bit of a range that's formed. So looking to take advantage of that um, if we can, like always trying to get in with good trades and take advantage of the charts. And it rejected here. Basically, you can call it 475, right? Is kind of the top of the range after the big run-up. That's where it stopped and pulled back. We did get a a push higher, got up to the five hundred, right, which is everybody's favorite number to cite when it comes to Nvidia. Um, and it was, and it rejected. And it hasn't quite got back there yet. I've heard, you know, I mean, you can look at this, and I'm sure any seasoned traders, and even less so, are seeing the the classic head and shoulders uh, formation potentially setting up here. Uh, I would say that that one's um, one of those that is. It can work, but it also breaks down. It doesn't always work. So don't get ahead of yourself, right? Like, yes, this might venture its way back down a little bit here. But um, if it doesn't break the neckline at about 401, then it's there's, there's not a huge trade setup in my mind. But that being said, on the flip side of that, we've got the 50-day moving average just below um, where, where NVIDIA closed on Friday. Where are we at? Right about 4th. 454, it looks like. Um, so, yeah, so 450 is the, where that 50-day moving average comes in. And if it can hold here and bounce higher, it's now holding the up upper half, even if it gets down to the 20-day moving average a little bit lower, um, around 445 or so. That is still holding at the upper half of this channel it's been in. And I like to see stocks that have been you know, all the way up, all the way down in the channel, all of a sudden hold the upper half of it that's when I start looking for a breakout trade. So, you know, then I'd be looking for the breakout above 475 and trading accordingly. Um, RSI is nice and positive. So I kind of like NVIDIA's setup. And if it's any indication for these other semiconductor names, um, it's it's worth watching the, the entire sector, I think, at this point.
1: What do you yeah, think, been, Sean?
0: You seem interested here.
1: Hot. Yeah, you've been hot on the semiconductors recently, haven't you? You've been talking about it week in, week yeah. out. And it's... Um, it's kind of almost due for a move just for, just for you. <laughs> but when, I'll, um, take yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm sure you will. <laughs> I'll, I'll be alongside you, don't worry. Um, but, yeah, I like the, the, the points that you've made here. Obviously, the first thing that I saw was a p- potential head and shoulders, of course. Um, mm-hmm. Anyone would see that. Uh, but, yeah, I think what's important, though, the last shoulder, or the beginning of the shoulder, this part, um, It's a higher low, a higher high, sorry. Um, so that's something to, no, sorry, a lower high. Lower, height. yeah, but yeah, lower high um, coming in there. So that's, that's quite bullish. Obviously, it's kind of bounced off that level um, nicely, and obviously the RSI has had time to relax really, really nicely as well. Um, so yeah, I, I like the setup. I really do. I think four seventy five is is kind of the level I'm looking at. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm still slightly apprehensive about the head and shoulders. Who wouldn't be? But we'll see.
0: Yeah, it rejected at four seventy five, and you're calling out the higher low when we did get that that last dip here. Yeah. Higher than the prior, right? It actually you know, bounced higher than that four oh one average. So we're getting those higher higher lows, I think is what we were saying. Yeah?
1: Yeah. 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 i tried and, to, best I
0: could. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're above the fifty day moving average, which is what I'm really watching. Like I mean that's an eighteen percent I noted that here and I forgot to talk about it. Eighteen percent from the four oh one to four seventy five. Um mm-hmm. that's quite a range to be trading.
2: Yeah. You know, honestly, when you look, when I look at your chart for Nvidia, all I see is if it drops, I'm just going to keep adding to my long term portfolio for Nvidia. But I'm not going to add at four seventy five. I want to add at four hundred 401's one's a spot. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like the uh, the QQQ chart that I put up there. You know, the buy range is at the bottom of this uh, this range here, somewhere between four hundred and four twenty probably. Yeah. And, exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. The lower the you RQ. can get, better it is. Yeah, 420, I think, is a tough level. If it gets below that, I'll be watching 401 closely. But um, yeah, so semiconductors, I am, just like you said, Sean, I, I'm I'm definitely paying close attention. And uh, I want to see them lead the markets higher. So we'll see if we get it. No head and shoulders. Okay. <laughs> so uh, energy transfer. The weird thing about this market is I am also bullish on energy. So and and this this is the thing energy and if energy prices are rising, you usually don't see the stock market um moving up in tandem and and tech names and whatnot moving up in tandem. That's just not usually how it goes, but here's my theory, you guys: nothing has gone usually how it goes, <laughs> like nothing right It's been two three years now of just bizarre firsts and and setting new new precedents and so, why not? Why not have energy and big tech and semiconductors all make moves to the upside at the same time? Um, if you look across the sector ETFs, you'll see that energy is above the 50 day moving average. SMH is above the 50 day. XLK is above the 50 day. Not much, nothing else. Is, oh, and uh, XLC. So, XLK is the tech, and XLC is communications. Top two holdings are Meta and Google. So, you're talking about all these big tech names. And then XLE, which is all the big energy names, you know, ExxonMobil and whatnot. So that's where my head's at. And I'm just, I'm just trusting the charts because that's what I do. And we've got a great setup with energy transfer. So the ticker ET, after I got through all of that rambling, Um, (laughs) we got a breakout. We got a retest here, which is, you know, the setup we're always looking for. And now it's making the move higher. And I'd like to see it break through this 1385 level. Um, I didn't get in on the... I mean, I did get in, excuse me, uh, but I got a little early on the retest, so I um, want to see it break through 1385 here. Uh, I like the trend line continues to higher, and we got a little bit of a shakeout there, I noted. So I also like to see that on occasion just to shake out the weekends. But, uh, yeah, what do you guys think about energy transfer? Kay, I know you're, you're in the energy sector. you paying attention to ExxonMobil and whatnot. Do you yeah, yeah. Uh, follow ET?
2: Yeah, so uh, I, ETOs on my watch list, definitely. Um, I have two trades actually going on for uh, energy. One is from you, SLB, that I'm currently in. Nice. And of course, ExxonMobil. Um, the ET bump is very similar to SLB bump. SLB, SLB was down uh, to, I think, 53 $54. And then we had this massive gap up after the war, which started last week. And in our last week, if you remember when we did the Sunday last week, we did mention as the war picks up, energy prices are going to go up and you will see that energy stocks are going to go up. And that's exactly what happened with ExxonMobil. That's exactly what happened with SLB. Same thing happened here. And on the options, again, I don't know what's on 1020 and I now I need to do the research. Your open interest for 1013 on call side was 12,900. Do you know the next week open interest? It's 1,700, sorry, 174,614 call options in the open interest for next week. It's like, yes, 174K call options. What was the week before? Where did that jump from? 12,900. That's crazy. Yes, 274,000. Put options were six thousand four hundred last week. It's fifty two thousand next week. So I need to find out. I was doing some quick research on what's going on in ten twenty. I'm not able to figure it out, but something is off. Every single stock that we are looking or talking about, we see a dramatic increase in the open interest for ten twenty. So, gotta find out what's up.
0: Yeah, is there what am I not thinking about? What are maybe there's news events that we're just are totally obvious and we're just not thinking about. Most likely. Uh, yeah, yeah, have to dig into that. So, yeah, energy transfer and, and energy in, in particular, I, I kind of like the setup here. Sean, are you following energy names, um, you know, in the traditional space and, you know, sense of it?
1: Uh, not really. I, I follow XLE. I uh, know. So that is energy, yeah. isn't XLE, it? Yeah. XME, XLE, yeah. Yep. I follow XLE. It's on my short list. I, I pop on there every now and then to see how it's doing. Uh, but not really individual names. I did have um, XOM for quite some time, looking at 109 level. And then obviously it ran away from me and I was like, oh, brilliant. So I just kind of looked, looked away from that one for a while. Um, but yeah, generally, not, not really for energy. It's really my play, um, to be honest with you. But yeah, I, going back to this chart, I, I do like this 13.85 level very much. So I'm looking for that kind of breakout. Um, we obviously had a breakout of this stock recently, as you mentioned. So um, that's the level why I'm looking at. But there's not too much else I can really add to this chart, unfortunately, Nate. So um, yeah, well covered, really well covered.
0: I'll take it. I'll take that as a win, and we'll keep it rolling. Uh, I did mention that I write for a Wolf Financial newsletter every Sunday. I'm also working on some interviews to add to the Wolf uh, newsletter and lineup, so stay tuned for that. Uh, but I've got my own, uh, you know, so, excuse me, newsletter on Substack, and that's under a Trader's Education. I post throughout the week, you know, usually four to five different newsletter posts every week, and you can follow me on X at Trader Nate here as well. So. Appreciate everybody who subscribed to the Trading Triangle. We're having a good time here every week. And I'm going to hand it over to Kay next. Kay, awesome. you got Square to start, huh?
2: Yeah, thank you, Nate. Appreciate it. it was, um, so a couple of different names. Uh, since this is trading, uh, Since we do trading, I thought it would be important to bring a couple of new tickers that we haven't talked about in a long time. Square is very interesting. The, the reason it's a setup is very interesting we currently have the stock price down below 20 50 and 200 day moving averages which generally indicates that it has been oversold correction could be justified could be unjustified depends on how you see it you can see the rsi especially since the october 18th onwards has been below 30 clearly in the oversold ca- you know territory now on the left hand side i also put a weekly um, um, a chart as well as a small snippet, and I drew the trend line, the wedge, and you can see that we are starting to form that range. It's lower highs, but that range. You can see that there is a there is a resistance at around that level, that is bouncing and coming back down, and then it's bouncing back from the lower level. And if you actually look and if you want to trade square, I generally do options trading, so I might not do a weekly I might do bi weekly or a monthly on this one, but this could be set up for a potential mid term trade that could give you that could be that could lead to an upside potential and with block reporting earnings, I'm not sure maybe next week or the following week, but in the next two three weeks they'll be reporting earnings
1: i am... Um... I really like this. I think this is a nice swing setup for me personally. Um, sorry to jump in there, Nate. <laughs> but You're um good. so for example, if you if you entered now as an example, my stop loss would be kind of that forty dollar level, nice and tight. You can probably go a bit lower than that, of course, with swing trading. Um probably go to thirty-five, there was to be a bit of a shake out. Um, but it's to to be honest, it's like we kind of already had that shake out on the weekly. I mean, I'm looking at the weekly chart on the left side. Um on the daily it doesn't look so good, if I'm completely honest with you, but you know. Um, if you could set a little bit of a higher low on that on that daily, then that would be ideal. But, yeah, I really like the idea of um, a swing trade for this one. I'll let you talk now, Nate. There you go. Yeah, go love
0: it. I love it. Um, I'm looking at 56. When I'm looking at that weekly chart, 56 looks like the level it's going to – if it does swing higher uh, is where it's going to target, and it'll be really interesting to see how it acts right at that 55, 56 level. Um, it probably has a tough time there, I think. But it looks like that might be a magnet to pull, you know, shares back up off of this trend line. It doesn't, you know, overall it looks like uh, it could t- potentially continue to get beat up, but yeah, I like this bounce uh, potential bounce off of the, this lower end of the, the range. So I, I was not looking at it this way at all. Okay. When you, when you mentioned square initially, I was like, Oh yeah, this is a short setup. Like <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. And um, but yeah,
2: it, it, It's at an interesting spot for sure. Yeah. And also because the stock has been trading for at its all time low and the stock keeps dipping and the earnings are coming up. And we know for a fact that even though it's not a profitable company, it's a legitimate company. It has products and services which are being used. It is not a no name company. So something is off in the market. And we see the same thing happening with SoFi. We see the same thing happening with a couple other stocks. Since you do Palantir, uh, uh, Sean, you can pretty much examine. It's, if you look at the the valuation, the stock price, it's very different from its, what actually is happening in the field. But yeah, God, you were saying something.
1: Oh, yeah. It's just to say that move to 56 from now is 30%. So that's massive. Even
2: massive.
1: Yeah.
0: That is crazy it. to think about that. The range that it's trading in while dropping is, is massive. I mean, if it goes from 40 to 74, right? I mean, you're talking cl- something like <laughs> 75, 80% or something, and it could still be in a downtrend, <laughs> which is insane. Um, so, yeah, yeah, definitely an interesting chart here with Square.
1: Yeah. I do agree with Kay. I think earnings is a massive catalyst, I think, for this stock, at least to get back to 70 uh
2: 56, so yeah exactly exactly all right let's move to this one is a new one it's nike and um, the reason i like nike it's um um i sh- actually sh- i should have done the same thing with the weekly i should have put the weekly as well but i'll give you the little bit of a rundown on this one currently the price is uh, has crossed above the 50 day which is a which is actually a very very bullish signal but what is important, if you notice that a couple weeks, a de- couple days ago, or one, two, three, four, five, six, about 10, 10, 12 days ago, before the earnings that came out, the stock hit $88.66. Keep in mind, the stock is trading below 2 20 50 and $200 a moving average, which for a stock of Nike's caliber, you know, it's definitely has been oversold. Um, we saw a little bit volume uptake in the last couple days as well. And what happened was, I mean, the reported earnings, we saw this massive gap up that you can see in the, in the chart here. And in the earnings, what happened was that even though the outlook seems to be not as great, they still did a pretty good job in the earnings report. Now with Q4 generally being a holiday season, you should see um, retail strength. And the reason I say that is because we were hoping that the unemployment would be higher Unemployment is not higher. It's not above four percent. It's less than four percent. There's still demand, and with uh, Amazon recently doing their, I think, big Prime Day, which was I think 12th or 13th October, we saw massive numbers coming out from Amazon on that. Uh, More to come. Maybe next week we'll see that how it turns out. But seeming the the setup for this one also seems like that in the short term or at least short to midterm, it could be a nice trade that at least I'm looking at I'm looking at about a month month out for Nike uh, on the option side so I would be targeting I want to see Nike actually stay go above the 99 the 9988 that Mm -hmm. would be the level that I want to be comfortable that if it can form a support over there that's when I would be interested in getting into Nike for a long term or sorry for a midterm trade
0: John you ever trade Nike
1: no, no, I never, I never trade Nike, to be honest with you, but I, I might be doing it now. Um, I like the fact that it's above the 50. It's the blue, that's the red one, isn't it? Yeah, 50 moving average. But I would like to see it kind of immediately test it. It looks like it's trying to do it already um, at this kind of 99 level. Then perhaps make a move up to kind of 10, Um That's just basically a short day trade for me. So no options involved, no swing trading, just a small... Kind of three, four dollar move, which is obviously, I don't know how much that is in percentage, probably not a huge amount, but a day trading scale with leverage, of course, that does it does rack up nicely. Uh, but you also have that kind of big red bar, which DK was talking about, um kind of just at the end of September. That earnings. It. Yep. Okay. Yep. Awesome. So that would be kind of almost previous resistance almost. um So that's kind of that same level to kind of come down and bounce off of. So yeah, I've written this one down. I'm looking forward to having a look at see what it does this week.
0: Yeah, you know, I looked at the weekly, you mentioned the weekly K, and uh, it's interesting. I would not have thought this, but Nike's below where it was pre-COVID, like like the highs it got to right before the big sell-off in, in March or February or whatever of 2020. Um, it was at 104, 105, you know, right in that range. And so it's interesting that now back below that for the second time, um, it got back below there this time last year. Um, and yeah, it, it, I mean, I like this bounced here where it has bounced and it is a higher high of, or higher low from a year ago when it, you know, sold off hard and got all the way down to, you know, 80, let it get down to here. It looks like low eighties, 82, 83. Um, but yeah, I did not expect to see it all the way down here. It looks like if it does get a catch a bid, 107, 108 level is going to be the next tough resistance to get through. And the 50-week moving average is right around 112th. So yeah, I mean it looks like it's setting up to move higher and kind of attack those those levels. Uh so another good one I think here you brought to our attention.
2: Yeah, but, uh, it's been yeah.
0: Yeah. Surprised that it was below the sorry, I just it's got my attention that it got back below those levels.
2: Yeah, I mean, honestly, Nike is a it's a it's a stock that people actually hold in their long-term portfolio and it's a dividend paying company. So if you have already Nike. And you want to trade more Nike, I think this is definitely a stock that you should be looking into.
0: It got down to 60 in the in the pandemic lows when everything sold off and we all thought everything was going crazy and nobody wears shoes again, I guess. Under 60 <laughs> it got
2: <laughs> all right. So yeah, so uh as uh, Nate and Sean, I also have I also do a lot of writing on Substack. Um you can definitely sign up over there. Um I generally do my trade results are mostly, you know, if you if, you, if I do a long-form video, if you don't like the long-form video, you can see the written version of it on Substack. I do that on a weekly basis. or, a, And then I also have my main YouTube channel, which is at InvestK, you, where you can see videos about my trading journey, my investing journey, tips on how to become a better investor, so those stuff. And then, of course, you can follow me on InvestK, just like the other two gentlemen on this channel.
0: Good stuff. Good stuff all the way around. You can find us on X, you can find us on YouTube, you can find us on Substack, always putting out good trading content, like nonstop. That's what we do. We enjoy it. I mean, it's through, I, I know I do, you guys enjoy it as well. And, um, you know, heading into this week, we got earnings coming and, uh, you know, in, in big way. So I think that that's going to be the theme for the next month or so, right? is just getting through this earnings season. And I'm excited for it. I think it's going to give us a lot of opportunities. It might be not the opportunities we want. It might be, you know, the other side of things, but there'll be opportunities. And so um, I'm looking forward to it. Tesla is a big one this week and the semiconductor names. It's, that's where my attention's going to certainly be. Sean, um, what about you? How are you feeling hitting earnings?
1: Yeah, so earnings season is breakout season, isn't it, really? Uh, you get lots of moves up and down, so it's kind of setting those levels. But I want to really want to touch on a bit of confluence. Obviously, a lot of stocks are kind of coming down to multiple points of contact with supports, with trend lines and moving averages. So if you can combine those and look for those kind of confluence points, as, as I like to talk to. I actually got the, uh, the word from Nate, but um, yeah, <laughs> look for those confluence points and really kind of have those, uh, those trades cemented and almost safe in a way. Um, obviously, they're not safe, of course, but, you know, low risk, should we say. Yeah. Probabilities. We're
0: all about probabilities. About you, Kay. How you feeling heading into next week?
2: Well, the the stock that I'm looking forward to most is Tesla, and the reason is because I have an open trade with Tesla. So I will see right. if Tesla can have an upside breakout. I can roll the option and I can, you know, generate more premium on it. So I'm like just waiting for it. And if it has a downside breakout, then guess what? I'll just close my um, open covered call and still make money out of it. So that's definitely one I'm looking at. Um, mm-hmm. As you said that. Um, the as you get into the earnings season, some if you are not comfortable in taking trades in earning season, sit out. No need to take trades. I love taking trades on earning season, but keep in mind it's a gamble. It's a binary event. It's one or the other. Uh, and all these charts and events, they can completely throw you off if the uh, the earning report is bad or future guidance is bad, or vice versa. So some other curveball exactly exactly
0: <laughs> it's a great it's a, i like it because so i'm i'm a little bit different than you can i don't trade the event itself i like trading leading up to the event and then after the event and there's a lot of great opportunities all three right leading up to it the event itself and then afterwards and um if you you know put a lot of research into a company and you feel confident in the trading you know the or the earnings report then it can be you know, quite the trade for sure. But like you said, you got to, it's binary. So you got to be prepared for either direction. And uh we're going to get a lot of these events, the, the earnings reporting events and binary events coming up. So doesn't mean that we're not also going to get what J Pals so continue to talk. And we're going to get information on rates, inflation, all the good stuff. So, all right, guys, looking forward to, to more action this week. You'll catch me on the open. So maybe we'll trade some opening uh, trades here this
2: week. Awesome. And don't forget to hit the like and subscribe.
0: There it is. That's yeah. how you know we're about That's to wrap good. up. Hit below, subscribe, share with your friends, and smash the like. And we'll catch you next, next time around. Thanks again, guys, for joining us. Have a great week. Take care.